0: Sullivan here to remind you to stop putting screens on your gutters. Better to schedule a free estimate with the local experts at Gutter Helmet. So you stay off the ladder. Visit GutterHelmetIndy.com. With Gutter Helmet, you'll never clean your gutters again. GutterHelmetIndy.com. He lied. He lied. He lied. He lied. He lied. He lied. Because that's what he is. And we've been telling you this for six months. He's a liar. He's a fraud. He's a phony He's disingenuous, and he just lied to every single one of you on these airwaves. 93 WIBC, it is The Kendall and Casey Show. I'm Rob Kevins here. Casey's out again today. Tony Kennett from Chalkboard Review. Okay, Tony, you are the uh, minister of truth, right? That is true. I do keep things truthy in the waves. All right, so I'm going to ask you a question because I'm going back in my own memory, and I am not suffering from any sort of psychosis. I was not on any hallucinogens at the time. That's true. Uh October the 10th, I remember distinctly sitting in my father's living room. My wife was there, and I recall turning my television to public broadcasting in which I saw Dr. Laura Wilson as a moderator, Jeff Moore, the libertarian, and Destiny Wells, the Democrat, and they proceeded to answer questions and share ideas for an hour. Wait a
1: minute. I think that, I think you're, you're really just using too many words here when fewer would do. Isn't that sort of a thing called a debate when two candidates from like a political setting get together and then they're asked questions about how they would carry out their office or what ideas mean to them, or maybe even some hypotheticals. Yeah, that's a debate, right?
0: That is a debate. So I, so I sat in my father's living room, my wife was right next to me and we watched Jeff Moore, the Libertarian, and Destiny Wells, the candidate for Secretary of State. We watched them debate. So, so
1: wait a minute. Those are both candidates for the position right. of Secretary of State. Of, of what state would they be the St- secretary?
0: State of Indiana. Of Indiana? Yeah, right. And there was somebody who wasn't there. Okay, and, wait a minute. We there, have the, somebody who's the not Democrat there.
1: candidate. Right. We had the Libertarian candidate. That's correct. And then there was the uh, that other part. Oh, the Republican yes. candidate. yeah De- Diego De- Morales. Yes. I, I know Diego Morales, yeah. that guy who's been running ads about, he's like an honorable soldier man right, who's correct. out there ready to yes. represent you in the state. And for a long time, you know, we've I've, I've thought he was shady. That's why I never mentioned him on Twitter. That's why I never right. mentioned him on podcast. Uh-huh. He has that used car salesman smile. And uh, wait a minute, he wasn't at that debate.
0: No, he was not there. So... uh Diego Morales, who was not at the debate that I know I watched, as did hundreds of thousands of other people across the state of Indiana, was on with Tony Katz this morning, and Tony did a phenomenal job asking a very pertinent question, which was, hey... Why didn't you debate? And this is the question we have asked. This question many people have asked. We have had people call this show and say, "Look, dude, I'm a lifelong Republican. I wanted to vote for Diego. I know Diego. He didn't show up to the debate. You don't win my vote." And everybody has asked this. Like you are so afraid of your ideas that you would not show up to the debate. And so it's a very viable question to ask someone. You want to run everything from elections to businesses and all points in between in this state. Why didn't you bother to stand up in front of the state of Indiana on statewide television? Because keep in mind, he's paying exorbitant amounts of money, Diego is, to be on these airwaves to tell us about his supposed vision. Why would you pay exorbitant amounts of money to be on radio and TV to tell people about your vision? When you get offered a chance for free to tell people about your vision. And do you want to know what his answer was?
1: Yeah, I do. What did Diego say when Tony Katz asked him point blank, why weren't you at the debate? There was no debate. There was no debate. That was his answer. There was no debate. I've got to hear this. I have Uh, to hear it right now. Would
0: you like to hear it? Yes. We have the audio. This is unbelievable. Just I'm totally every single person who hears this should be absolutely beside themselves right now. Go. Of course, a lot was
2: made of the fact that a debate was offered up, and you declined uh, to to attend. What was the decision about not attending a debate? Do you feel it hurts you in 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 this election?
3: You know, first of all, as far as I know, there, there has uh, there hasn't been a debate uh, for Secretary of State. There there isn't a debate for State Treasurer for State Auditors. Uh, you know, no one is talking about this. Uh, I see debates. Uh, for governor, for U.S. Senate, or for Congress. In fact, you know, uh, my uh, colleagues uh, running in the 7th and 1st Congressional District, they're asking uh, Congressman Mervan and Congressman Carson. They're not even giving them a debate. So to me, the a double standard that the media is asking for this. But uh, I think but the I-
2: question would still apply to Frank Mervan in the 1st and to Andre Carson in the 7th. Uh, Mervan will not debate Jennifer Ruth Green, you're saying. And of course we know that Andre Carson will not debate uh, Angela Gabrovsky in the seventh. Second, I'm asking specifically uh, about yours, that there was indeed a debate. Did you not consider that debate to be legitimate?
3: Absolutely, because since day one, I am a grassroots guy, and I've been crisscrossing the 92 counties, talking to voters face-to-face, one-on-one, listening to them, uh, listening from their concerns. And it's always been my campaign. You know, before the convention, I put 150,000 miles in my car, earning every uh, you know, support and after the convention to now, I already have over thirty thousand miles, crisscrossing all ninety-two counties. I'm a grassroots guy, and that's what I want to be. Uh, people can see me at parades, at festivals, uh, in public events, uh, registering voters at the in, at the Indiana Black Expo, at the Indiana Latino Expo. Uh, I've been out there day in, day out, seven days a week, and that's who I am, and that's what I decide to do. Go so you didn't to- feel that months.
2: that skipping the debate, and there there was. Was a debate. We should be clear. Uh, you didn't feel that that had any negative uh, uh, effect on you. you. Did you did you not feel you were going to be able to speak your piece? Did you feel that you weren't going to be able to engage? Did you feel simply it wasn't worth it?
3: No, absolutely not. I believe I made the right choice to crisscross the 92 counties and uh, talking to Hoosiers directly face to face. So I'm very happy uh, and, you know, I'm continue to do this and I'm going to continue to do that till 6 p.m. this Tuesday, talking to voters one on one face to face. So I'm I'm very, very happy with uh, what I've been doing because I'm a grassroots person.
0: Okay, so we normally don't play audio that long, but I wanted to make sure that everybody said that there was no manipulation, that he had a total chance to answer the question three different times, Tony. Tony Katz poses the question to Diego Morales, why did he debate?
1: It he offered it up so nicely. And really, he was so like, like, are you sure? We, we, I'm going to give you every chance here. You are certain you are not telling us on the air in front of God, everyone, and the birds in the trees that there was no debate. <laughs> And he's like, no, there's no debate. Also, I, I just want to mention this because as someone who's lived in the Hispanic community for quite some time when I was in college, who speaks fluent Spanish, um, I have to ask this, and I, I'm being very honest in my opinion here. He has never spoken in that accent to me anytime before I just heard this on the air. What do you mean? The very, very heavy Hispanic kind of a Guatemalan tinged accent. Huh? He's never spoken to me like that in person. When I've met him several times before at parent events, he's never spoken to me like that. I, I, like the heavy, heavy, heavy-lidded accent that he's used. I mean, that may, that may be how he speaks in person and private. I've just never heard that before. That was my big shock initially. It's
0: like, what is this? Like, what? Oh, I'm, you've never spoken to me like this before. So you have... All right. <laughs> I don't. It's so rare in this business. I've been doing this for 20 years, where I say I have no... I have nothing for this. The second... Can we play the first... Just the first, I think, whatever, 20 seconds of this. I'll tell you when to cut it off. Because I just... I don't... there. I don't even know how to respond to this. Go.
2: Of course, a lot was made of the fact that a debate was offered up, and you declined uh, to to attend. What was the decision about not attending a debate? Do you feel it hurts you in
3: in in this election? You know, first of all, as far as I know, there there has uh, there hasn't been a debate. Uh, okay, uh, right there, secretary- right there, right there, right there. Yeah,
0: yeah. So okay. you have the sitting secretary or the sitting the Republican candidate for Secretary of State saying. That's something that was broadcast on statewide television, moderated. He's not even pulling a Rokita. Remember Rokita was like, I'm not going to anything Abdul's at. Dr. Laura Wilson is on this radio station all the time. You're certainly going to say, oh, she's some flaming, hardcore leftist radical. Mm-hmm. She did a phenomenal mm-hmm. job in the U.S. Senate debate. Jeff Moore, Destiny Wells thought she did a great job. Yeah. But he's not even saying that. Well, that's what's wild. He's trying to say it didn't happen. No, no, he didn't just say it didn't happen.
1: He said, as far as I know, (laughs) as far as I've heard, there was no debate. That's entirely different from just saying there was no debate. Because now he's claiming that not only was there no debate, but he nor his office had heard about it. Which is a very blatant lie, because you and I both know that their office was contacted time time and time and time and time and time again saying, come to this debate, come to this debate, debate, debate. If you're a great candidate, you should be willing to debate. Be willing to tell voters across the spectrum why you should represent them, Republican, Democrat, Libertarian, Independent, Apolitical, Politically Homeless, alike, in that form of office. He refused to do so because he's cowardly. He got on the radio thinking he was going to score some easy points with a conservative radio host. And then he lied in two different ways in the same statement. Tony Katz tried to give him a ladder to get out of the hole, he threw down the ladder and said, No. No, no, no. It didn't happen. We've always been at
0: war with Eurasia. Pathetic. This is why his his military record. You don't get the benefit of the doubt, Diego. This is why the Secretary of State stuff. You don't get the benefit of that. You were fired from that office. You were about to be fired again. Your your lack of candor on your military record is shady. This is why people are prone to believe, many of them, the women who spoke to Abdul. Because you are lying about. I, I didn't even think it was capable to lie about that. Like, he, he, I, would, of all the things, like, I was thinking, how is he going to answer before that answer, before that question, before the interview? I thought, how is he going to answer the fact that he refused to show up to a debate? And never in a million years did I think Diego Morales would say there was no debate. If you vote for this guy, shame on you. He thinks nothing of you. He thinks nothing of me. He thinks nothing of Tony. He thinks nothing of voters in this state. He thinks nothing of taxpayers. He lied about whether there was even a debate, which hundreds of thousands of people saw take place. All right, take a break. Tony Kennett from Chalkboard Review in for Casey Today. Kevin's here. It's Kittle, Casey Show on 93 WIBC. The theme of the show today is politicians and want to be politicians who are pathological liars. Oh, what a good theme. 93 WIBC, it's Kendall and Casey. Show and Rob. Casey's out today. Tony Kennett from Chalkboard Review in for Casey Kevin's here. So, from one pathological, narcissistic, self uh, absorbed liar, Diego Morales, to another, the president of the United States, Joe Biden. That's true. And. I don't know about you, Tony, but I like to play a game with myself, oh, which, this game again. which is <laughs> which is when I hear Biden tell terrible, ridiculous, easily disprovable lies. Is he doing it deliberately, or is he doing it because he's lost his, his mind? His mind, yeah, and. So, yesterday, he made a claim, and these, again, it's just like with his grandfather was the was this great football player, all-American football player, and that he rode the Amtrak X amount of times. And he was this, raised by Puerto Ricans. That's right, that's yes, right. in the Puerto Rican community. I mean, these are things that it's not like, well, it's kind of a, you know, my grandfather, and I'm sure maybe your grandparents were this way, they would tell a tale that became slightly larger over time, but number one, the tale was rooted in reality And number two, my grandfather wasn't the president of the United States, and telling a story around the Christmas tree to your grandson is not nearly as impactful as, I lead the free world in the U.S. military. That is very true. Uh, So he's telling another whopper yesterday where he claims that he spoke to the dude who invented Insulin. Now, I'm going to just play the clip for you. Again. We'll play it in its entirety, so nobody can say, "Oh, you're a doctor, you're altering, you're trying to mislead." We'll play the clip, and then we're going to talk about the reality of the people who invented it, insulin. Go ahead.
3: How many of you know somebody with diabetes needs insulin? Well, guess what? And we, when we, when, when, we, when Debbie and I passed this law, it included everybody, not just seniors. And so, what happened was, we said, okay. You know how much it costs to make that insulin drug for diabetes? Cost. It was invented by a man who did not patent it because he wanted it available for everyone. I spoke to him, okay?
1: He spoke to him?
0: Okay, wait, what? So we definitely heard, Kevin, can we play like the final, I give you time to get like the final five five to ten seconds of that. Can we do that? Okay, whenever you're ready.
3: To make that insulin drug for diabetes? Cost. It was invented by a man who did not patent it because he wanted it available for everyone. I uh. spoke to him.
0: Okay? Okay, so we we he talked to a guy who did not patent insulin. We both heard that, right? Are we in agreement? Uh, that's what he said. Okay. So here's the reality of the people who invented insulin in 1921. 1921, okay? Uh, Even as old as Joe Biden is, he was not around in 1921. That's not the worst part of it, though. He didn't become a U.S. senator until uh, the mid-1970s. So these guys' names, who did patent insulin, by the way, uh, Sir Frederick G. Banting, Charles H. Best, and J. J. R. McLeod were the people who invented insulin. It was later purified by a man named James B. Collop. The last of them died... In 1978, most of them died in, I believe, the 1940s the 40s or were, yeah. before.
1: Well, from a science education perspective, so I, we, of course, I've talked about James Collip quite a bit of time to and for quite a bit of time to my students in describing insulin and how it was made and how that came about and kind of that early 20th century era of medical progress. I mean, I believe the concern I have here at first as someone who's worked with individuals that have very serious dementia is it has so clearly destroyed his entire mind. But also, where is he even going? Because remember, he says, Oh, well, how much does insulin cost? Well, actually, I talked to this guy who made it and didn't want to patent it, and I shook his hand, and then we went to the soda shop. And it's like, Are you okay? You're the leader of the free world. You're trying to pass legislation on false pretenses. And you can't even get the dates, the years, or the people right. I mean, confusing three or, three to four people, three inventors, one purifier, to one invent it's its beyond ludicrous.
0: It's it, bewildering. It, it was patented. It was later sold to the University of Toronto. And by the way, these four guys died in 1935, 41, 65, and 78, respectively. So maybe there was a chance that... Between like nineteen seventy five, when Biden was, I believe, was when he was first elected, and nineteen seventy eight, when this last guy died, that he had some sort of conversation. Uh, but Joe Biden wouldn't know insulin from the In and Out Burger, and he doesn't remember what he did yesterday, much less accurately what happened between the years nineteen seventy five and nineteen seventy eight. He, he just, Tony, just what is it with these politicians and wannabe politicians who just lie about the most obvious stuff in the world?
1: Biden couldn't have shaken the hand of the insulin guy and, and it, in the early 70s. He was busy walking on the moon and building the Hoover Dam that's at that right. time.
0: You know who never He's lies? Busy. You know who never lies, though, is Donnie Burgess with the news, and that's coming up next.
4: Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at kisqali.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between.
0: <laughs> there are people on social media, and I, look, I get there's 7 million people in the state, and That's that's a million people. You're going to find three or four that'll do it. But there are people who are actually trying to explain away and excuse Diego Morales' answer today on Tony Katz about why he was too big of a coward to show up and debate Jeff Moore and Destiny Wells. And for those of you who missed the first segment of the show, by the way, just for Diego... We're going to play that audio at the top of every single hour so everybody knows what a pathologically lying, narcissistic, self-absorbed, disingenuous person Diego Morales is, in which Tony Katz this morning asked Diego Morales, why did you not show up to the debate? And he said, there was no debate. And that Tony there, Tony Kennett, by the way, Tony, Tony Kennett from Chuckboard Review, in for uh, Casey today, uh, Kevin's here. There are actually people trying to, like, explain this away, going, well, you know, he said there hadn't been a debate before, so this one wasn't legitimate. Who cares if there's been a debate before for Secretary of State? It's great that there's one now. Yeah. All these offices should have debates, and you should absolutely—who cares whether there's ever been one before? It's not like Mike Schmuel was the moderator, Jeff Moore is there, Destiny Wells is there— Dr. Laura Wilson is the moderator, universally respected. It's on statewide television. She did a great job, as she did a great job in the U.S. Senate debate. Who cares if there's ever been a Secretary of State debate before? We should have 10 Secretary of State debates. We should have 10 U.S. Senate debates, and the candidates should show up to every single one of them.
1: Again, I've never really seen the reason to use the answer format that he did. Well, as far as I know... There was no debate, and then he kind of, I think there's almost that moment where he catches it and is like, oh, wait, wait, I just said that on the air. And he's like, well, there's actually never been a debate for Secretary of State before, which again, in this hypercharged political climate, it's not unusual that there would be a debate for a, a voted for office for the state. I mean, just say it wasn't worth your time and move on. That's the political right. answer. That's a weak answer. It's a bad answer, but it's it, it's a better answer than just lying and saying, well, no, there was no debate at
0: all. I'm very smart. And I want to clarify something, Like, because some people on the YouTube channel, we know you hate Diego. It's not about hating Diego. It's about this guy wants to control everything from elections to business licensure and all points in between. And if he is willing to lie to you, he lies to you over and over and over again. He's never answered. Why was he fired by Todd Rokita, Secretary of State's office? Ah, uh, that's not real. Okay, then what's the answer? Ah, uh, that's not real. Why were you about to be fired by Charlie White after, uh, after Rokita, the Secretary of State after Rokita before you quit? Ah, uh, that's not real. Well, why are there major holes in your military record? Ah, uh, that's, that's not real. Why, why do you never appear to be at this business that you own? and yet you claim your business experience is why you're qualified to be Secretary of State. Ah, uh, it's a liberal media conspiracy. Okay, these women have given detailed accounts. What do you say to that? Well, they're Democrat operatives. And it doesn't mean the women's allegation is true or not true. He can't prove it They or disprove it. They can't prove it. We've taken that out of the equation. But you can point to all these other things, and when you go on statewide radio and you lie about something that's ridiculous, everybody knows there was a debate. It was on the television
1: my biggest issue with the problem and a lot of people are saying this you know in the comments they're like oh we need to move on to another topic you know where all we ever talk about is diego here's my issue with the whole thing republicans in indiana start picking better candidates these washed up pathetic eight times removed candidates who can't even hold themselves on social media hold themselves in a debate put forward any good policy they get up in front of the the people they're they're seeking the votes of and they say the three buzzwords uh Yes. Election integrity. And then everyone cheers because that's what they want to hear. And then the candidate goes and they end up winning at the convention. Instead of putting forth good, solid, sound candidates, we put forward these absolute bureaucratic oafs like Governor Holcomb. Or on the other side, we put forth these loon bags who have no idea what they're doing, like Diego Morales. It is embarrassing.
0: Uh, that is Tony Kennett in for Casey today. It's Kendall and Casey show. Uh, speaking of Diego, this actually happened, you know, obviously way before uh, his interview with Tony Katz uh, today. Uh, Nikki Kelly from the Indiana Capitol Chronicle was reporting that there has been a sighting of our governor. Uh, Lockdown McGee uh, apparently poked no his head way. out in of the his, flesh. Uh, I guess he is alive uh, and he was asked. Uh, about how he voted and how people should judge uh, Diego Morales. Which is a good question. It is a v- to task of the governor. I, now, I think it worthwhile. We never get a question about why did you have a VIP meet and greet with Malik Muhammad? Why didn't you arrest Malik Muhammad? Why after, did you invite
1: over the Indiana Teachers Union for dinner and never anyone else? Why know? did
0: you uh, threaten to put people in jail for not wearing masks? Why, you know, all We never get questions on those sorts of things. But we did get a question about Diego Morales. And he said, quote, according to, Nick, to Nikki Kelly, everybody should vote their conscience. In terms of voting for Diego Morales, and he said, quote, what i say, I certainly didn't mind. I'll support the Republican team, and he's a beneficiary of that.
1: <laughs> I just think it's great that if you asked Diego about this, he'd probably tell you that Holcomb doesn't exist. <laughs> Oh, Holcomb didn't happen. No, no, there's no one in, in the governor's seat. I've been, hey, I've been to 92 counties. I've been crisscrossing 92 counties. That would be his answer. That's uh, fantastic.
0: If there was ever a ringing endorsement, and the, look, Holcomb's such a wimp that he'll never just come out and say it. Yeah, that guy's a goof and No, that a man is a
1: lukewarm, <laughs> like, after bath wash towel. But pathetic. he said,
0: everybody should vote their conscience. I certainly did mine. I'll support the Republican team, and he's a beneficiary of that. Look, here's the deal. If you want Eric Holcomb to appoint another Secretary of State then vote for Diego because I'm telling you right now, there's a great chance that might happen given the track record of these people, these people being Holcomb and Hupfer Incorporated and the big money people that stand behind them of getting rid of people they don't like and getting to make the choices for themselves. They've got a pretty good lengthy record of always making sure that it ends up in their favor. So for you people going, we got to get Diego in there. We can't let the Democrats this or that. If you want another uh, opportunity for the governor to throw somebody out, just like they did with Curtis Hill. Now, Curtis Hill was defeated at a convention but they threw him out. They threw him under the bus. They backed the bus over him. They put all the organized effort from the establishment into getting rid of Curtis Hill. And Then we saw in the Secretary of State's uh, race this past time in order to try to give themselves a leg up. Conveniently, Connie Lawson retires in the middle of her term, and he appoints Holly Sullivan. And We saw them take away your right to vote on the superintendent of education because Holcomb and Hupfer believe you're too stupid to do that. Then go ahead and vote for Diego. Go ahead. 93 WIBC, it's the Kendall and Casey Show. Where are you at? I'm paying eight bucks for a blue check mark on Twitter.
1: Well, I have a two main Twitter accounts. I have my personal at the Tonus. That's where I, I usually claim that Indiana needs to invade and conquer uh, Illinois south of I-80 and liberate it from the tyranny of Chicago. You know, just <laughs> personal things that we all believe in. And then I have another account, the U.S. Ministry of Truth, that my wife and I run in our spare time to, you know, make, make people uncomfortable. That account is going to be getting a blue check mark. Oh, that is. Oh yeah, I, I think that the Ministry of Truth should be verified so that everyone knows uh, that birds aren't real. Uh, That's very important. That account needs a blue check mark. For my personal, I'm probably not going to pay for it.
0: Now, help me understand this because I thought there was originally a time where it was like if you could prove you were someone of influence, Twitter gave you the check mark, like I'm, you know, this actor or this actress or this singer or songwriter or this official politician, you got the check mark so people knew, "Hey, we verify you are who you are." But now it appears to be that they've kind of opened it up and this has been going on for a while to almost anyone if you pay the fee, which kind of negates the premise of, hey, the blue check mark is a, a, a reminder you are someone of status.
1: Yeah, it, it's a really weird situation. Although Twitter's added additional caveats to that rule, whereas in the current system? Yeah, if you are notable, they will consider you. But if you have ever accidentally misgendered someone, oh. uh, or if you have ever said that you know Hillary Clinton is a big bad meanie face, uh, as in the case with, with one individual that uh, we're, we're friends with over at Chalkboard, <laughs> they just denied. You know, oh, you're not notable enough. Yeah, sure, you have 150,000 followers. You're on TV every single day. But no, no, get off of here. You're not probably even a real person. But yet some MSNBC intern, right? Uh, they get the blue check right away. So I think I'm, For if, if anything else, I'm enjoying watching everyone freak out about this. So watching Stephen King lose his mind uh, because he, who's worth several bajillion dollars, is not going to be able to pay $8 <laughs> a month to keep his blue check. It's fantastic. It was a status symbol they had. It's being ripped away from him. They have to hang out with us commoners. Yeah. And uh, I tell you what. I'm savoring every bit of it straight into my veins. Get out the hypodermics.
0: We, uh, you know, it, It's fascinating because I've never... I always thought, okay, everybody knows where my Twitter account is, right? Everybody knows at Rob M. Kendall. That's where you find my stuff. Uh, that's actually my homepage. For, I get up in the morning and uh, Rob Kendall pops right up on my computer. That's very kind of you. What difference does the checkmark make... I've always thought this from the beginning. What like what what does that do? What does the check mark do for me? If you want to consume my content, you know where to find it at Rob M Kendall. The blue check mark doesn't make anybody more or less likely to consume my content. content. I can actually tell you, believe it or not, it does
1: because the blue check mark, the verification status on Twitter changes how the algorithm interacts with your account. Oh! It increases the likelihood that you will be seen in replies. It actually moves your reply no matter when you commented under a a Uh tweet up to the top. It also makes you more prominent in people's feeds, but however, I think this is perhaps the best one. I found this out when, uh, during a time when I was writing for Lone Conservative, I managed Cassie Dillon's Twitter account for a hot minute that when you log on to one of those blue check Twitter accounts, you can filter your Twitter to only show you other blue check Twitter accounts. Oh. And and just sweeping away a bunch of that garbage and you know, people messaging you saying, hi, I've loved you for a long time and I need you to pay me Mm -hmm. and I'll bring me over to your country. Weird DMs that we we all
0: get. Maybe not you, Rob. Well, here's the thing. Like, I post about local politics, local government related stuff, state government stuff, how the... uh, Intellectual giants who run Brownsburg are trying to give themselves 40% pay raises while claiming there's no money for a water and sewer plant without massive rate hikes. That's not really something that I need a blue check mark for, right? I mean, I just rant and lament about state and local government.
1: Rob, we know that you're a sewer plant as it is. So, you know, I don't think there's any verification (laughs) necessary
0: on that line. It is the Kendall and Casey show. Tony Kennett from Chalkboard Review in for Casey today. Kevin's here. When we come back, Tony, one of our favorite parts of the show, we've got. Fetterman Audio. Oh, great. A stroke of genius indeed. It's coming up next on 93 WIB.
4: Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between.
0: Oh, it's time for some Fetterman Audio. 93 WIBC, it's the Kendall and Casey Show. I'm Rob Tony Kenneth from Chalkboard Review in for Casey today. Kevin's here. So, uh, look, Fetterman is the gift that keeps on giving. He has been uh, he has been great for our content. and we were talking about this during the break because you I struggle with Fetterman because I feel bad for any person who has a serious health issue. So I feel bad for him on that front. However, I realize that in terms of an elected person, he hates me, he hates everything about me. He hates based on their beliefs, the members of my family. He would crush the American way of life as we see it. And so in terms of an election, The guy's got to lose.
1: I got to tell you, this is the guy who came out in front of everyone and said, medically, I'm fine. My doctor says that I'm fine. I'm fine. And so then when he gets on air and he clearly has a a lot of serious post-stroke issues, a lot of clear mental to speech issues. um, We're not talking like a lisp. We're talking like a full on stroke that this man has had um, and perhaps many strokes following. No, I'm sorry. You just told us that you were fine. Everyone has a right to question the legitimacy of that claim and whether or not you are fit for office. You are running for office. You have to be healthy. And I'm not talking about like FDR, who had to sit in a a wheelchair. That's not what I'm talking about. He could think and he could speak. Fetterman cannot get words to come out of his mouth. He can't answer simple questions.
0: How are you supposed to serve in the U.S. Senate with that kind of an issue? When you start off a debate with something to the effect of, hi, good night, everybody... That should be a colossal red flag to everyone. So, Tony, I learned something listening to Fetterman yesterday. Uh, Inflation, obviously, I think as we can all agree, and I think even Fetterman has agreed, is out of control. And. Took him long enough to admit that, by the way. Well, here's the thing I learned something is that the biggest driver of inflation has not been government spending, as I apparently now wrongly believed for uh, the past couple of years. Oh. Rather, it is the Trump tax cuts. Of 2017. What do you think the biggest cause of inflation is, and should the Biden administration be doing more?
3: No, I, I just do. I, I think that uh, that simply is also Leah. This talk about the trillions in, in massive tax uh, tax uh, cuts to the corporate uh, tax uh, structure as well true you know trillions of dollars that have added to the deficit and and now they still want to support those as well true I think in terms of being very serious about uh, addressing inflation is is making sure that those rates are brought back into a line with what they, they should have been uh, where they're able to uh, fight uh, the the, def- the deficit
0: Okay, you were a former teacher, and I realize you were not an English teacher, but as a former educator, was there a complete sentence in any part of that? Let's just start there. Was was any of that a formal complete sentence? No, no, there wasn't. I gotta
1: ask you a question though. Do you remember word problems in math? Do you remember word problems when they'd ask you, like, you oh, know, yeah, how sure, many right. how many watermelons, yeah, right. you know, Jimmy would have right. or whatever? This reminds me of one of those word problems. Fetterman's answer is like, if a train is going south at 30 miles an hour and the price of rice in China increases by fifteen cents a kilo, uh, <laughs> tell me, does chocolate pudding have bones? And you're like, Well, I don't know where to start with that. First of all, the textbook economic answer inflation is a matter of taking the slice of as uh, a matter of taking a pie, cutting it into more slices and telling everyone you have more pie. The amount of capital the United States have is a set amount. It's a set product. The more money that we print is the more that we are dividing that pie up into teeny tiny slices to market. When the Fed started printing money rapidly, we started cutting the pie into so many slices, each individual slice is worthless now. And yet it's all Trump's fault because that is all they have. Aside from the fact that he can't speak, his line of Rational thinking is so pathetically thin. I'm worried the yarn string is going to snap in a wet rain.
0: It is just unbelievable. We were talking about you know the look the poll league is closed. Some has got have got Oz up a little. There was a everybody saying it's an outlier, but a New York Times told that had Fetterman ahead. But let's face it, this thing is probably within one or two points either way. And I asked you a question before the show: Who is the person, other than if you take away the 30 uh, percent, you know, take away the 30 percent of die in the wool diehard? Democrats who would vote for anybody, who are these other people who would still vote for this guy? I mean, take it, take his politics out of the equation. Who watches this and goes, this seems acceptable for representation in the United States Senate? I'm telling you, there are a lot of Democrats out there who just
1: do not pay attention to national news stories because they have always been a Democrat. They want to be a Democrat. That's what they were told growing up. That's what they have always wanted to be. And so they leave it alone. You would be amazed at how many people completely avoid major national news story until uh, news stories until weeks after the fact, because they are far more concerned with simply putting on the horse blinders and walking forward slowly. And I think that's where a large majority of these voters are going to, to be found, because you cannot rationally explain any of the actions that Fetterman has taken. You cannot explain any of the things that he has said. It's pathetic, and yet they still keep on coming out to vote because it's this weird liberal Apathy.
0: All right. Uh, when we come back, and I, I love this that speaking of people who will defend anything. I'm getting still some emails and people on social media trying to defend Diego Morales going on the air with Tony Katz this morning and saying there was no Secretary of State debate. That's why he didn't uh, he didn't participate. So when we come back, we'll play the audio again just to anger those people as much as I possibly can. And then, Tony, here's what I think we'll do. I'll read a couple of these emails, and you can tell me if I'm the irrational person here, if I'm being wrong, or if these are people who just know... It, it's it's over right The guy's a colossal fraud We'll do that How about when we come back We right. got it It's Kendall and Casey Show On 93 WIBC